0: All right, welcome everybody to another episode of our Puget Systems Podcast live Q&A show. I love that. I love it. This week, uh, we have our labs team uh, joining us today. A bit of a roundtable discussion about the recently released 3080 Ti. Ooh, and I guess kind of the 3070, but I guess I don't think we've really bothered with it, right? We haven't um, seen it. Ever. Yeah. So 80 okay, Ti. Yeah. Right on. Um. I feel like the the, the general um, consensus is
1: it's basically a 3090. Is that, is that With half the VRAM, yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. 3090 with only 12 gigs of VRAM instead of 24, and it's kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, um, I guess we'll just we'll just
0: kind of dive right into it, uh, Matt. I feel like you probably have uh, you and Kelly are probably going to have a lot more uh, of charts and things, I suppose. Um, but I guess we'll just start with Matt. Uh, and then we'll, we'll work our
1: way around. Uh, where would you like to begin? Sure. Yeah, I guess I can go through. Yeah, you want to bring up my screen? Because uh, I think a lot of this stuff, like what you were saying, like it's basically a 3090 with less VRAM. Um, so a lot of my stuff, and I think a lot of ours is, is it's like, yeah, it does exactly what you would expect. It's uh, so like After Effects, um, not huge on the GPU, but it basically scored exactly the same as the 3090. And After Effects, you don't need a lot of VRAM for After Effects, so the VRAM, yeah, I guess it's nice over the 3080, but it's you know, what was the percentage here? Uh, percentage over the 3080, five percent higher performance. So it's like wow. great, you can get five percent higher performance for I think it's like five hundred dollars more than the 3080. Wow. And you get some VRAM, you know, great, whatever. <laughs> I think most most people who are like After Effects, they they stick down to like. 3070 3080 if mm. even that high and spend all of their money on the processor or ram probably more on ram and storage so after effects it's like yeah it's, it's an okay card um you know with supply as it is right now like if you can get one great might as well yeah. um it also can be um for like rendering it can be really really nice i think kelly did you have uh, like rendering so mm-hmm. do you're gonna yeah. okay so i'll leave that okay. for for kelly to talk about but after, a lot of after effects people are starting to do more with like redshift or octane uh that's just part of the workflow so in that case like yeah getting 30 90 you know, level <laughs> performance and saving a little bit of money is great because a lot sure. of times with like motion graphics you don't need a ton of vram even for that stuff so that's interesting to hear because uh, you'd think with
0: vfx and things like that the, the stuff that after effects handles you would think it would rely a lot more on the graphics card
1: like like oh like after effects itself
0: um or or i suppose just for what it's used for it, it would uh the assumption would be that it would be more gpu accelerated
1: yeah and they have been making a lot of work or they've been doing a lot of work to get gpu acceleration better but and they have they've really succeeded there's there's a lot of stuff in after effects now that's gpu accelerated it's just it's so fast on like any gpu that you immediately go back to being cpu bottlenecked uh, Mm -hmm. no matter what so Mm -hmm. it's like yes it's there but the reason you don't see a huge performance bump even from like a 3060 up to a 3090 is because the gpu is just not the bottleneck and there's just there's only so many things that they can accelerate with the gpu effectively um I don't want to get too off on a tangent here but they're they're doing a lot of work with what's called multi-frame rendering right now It's, it's even in the beta that you can just try it and that should make higher core count cpus better which should in turn make the cpu not as much of a bottleneck for the gpu which should let higher end gpus be more effective so Hopefully, when that feature comes around, we'll start seeing that like you can get more benefit not only out of higher end CPUs but out of higher end GPUs as well. Just because you know, once you take whatever is the bottleneck and you make that faster, it should make everything else you know kind of come up a- along with it.
2: Yeah, uh, I see some of that too, Matt, with the HPC stuff. Hmm. Uh, the GPUs are so fast that the CPUs just bottleneck things. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird one. Uh, yes. you know, it, if you make your GPU performance too good, it looks like your GPU performance sucks wow. because, you know, you, you would look at this chart and think like, oh, and like, no matter what, it's going to be terrible. Why do I even need a GPU? But if you didn't have a GPU performance would be you know, way down here or something. Ah, so ah. it's it's worth it to have one, but it's not a bottleneck. So you don't have to go too high. It's, it's kind of like um like NVMe drives. It feels like it's kind of that way. In a lot mm-hmm. of things right now where like if if you don't need more throughput than what like a sata ssd can do getting a drive that does you know seven gigs a second read doesn't matter because that's not the bottleneck like yeah it's fast it's super fast but it's just not a need yeah huh Go ahead. Yeah, so move on to another one is Premiere Pro. Premiere Pro mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of very similar. Um, there's a little bit more of a kind of a gap between the uh, the 3070 and below, and then there's a bit of a jump up to the 3080 through the 3090, and those are all. I mean, they're effectively the same. I, I, what, what's the percentage difference? Four percent faster wow. than the 3080. So it's really not much about performance. Um, Premiere Pro though is an interesting one for the extra VRAM. So um, Premiere Pro, if if you're doing uh, 8K, 8K footage uh, mm-hmm. and 8K timelines, which man is it's becoming more and more popular um, with you know Blackmagic cameras are getting higher resolution, fairly if cost effective. You know, there's still all those red cameras and everything. Um, But 10 gigs, like with the 3080 is, man, it's cutting it close with with 8K timelines. You can do it. And that's actually what we're kind of um, is kind of our entry, I guess, for I believe for our 8K system is is the 3080 with 10 gigs. But man, if you wanted to add like some noise reduction and a few other things, it just uh, it can be not enough. And running out of VRAM sucks. Like it basically there's not workarounds for it. (laughs) It's just. it sucks and now it doesn't work um so the the extra two gigs i think is the bigger thing for premiere pro if you're doing 8k timelines that extra two gigs can be just enough to put you into the level of being comfortable rather than just being really tight uh, cuz you really don't need the 24 gigs on the 3090 in premiere pro It's just okay. if you'd have 12 gigs that's probably enough so for someone like premiere pro if they're looking for the highest in you know highest performance gpu and a gpu that'll have plenty of vram 3080ti is a, a, a great option um uh, on the other hand i mean the, the thing that kind of gets me with the 3080ti and this is kind of a general thing is it's only $300 less than the 3090 mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's like for three hundred bucks, you can get twice the VRAM, and then you just never have to worry about VRAM, right? Ever, you can do whatever you want, and it's yeah. fine.
0: And that, and I feel like I feel like that is kind of uh, it's a cheap enough upgrade where you know you're when you when you're looking at some of the other parts that you could to be spending money on three hundred dollars seems like yeah. not that much.
1: Well, and if you're going to be buying a GPU, like one of these ones, the 3080 Ti or the 3090, you probably have a five, $6,000 workstation at minimum, right? Yeah, you know, call it a $6,000 workstation. What's $300? That's, you know, it's a very low percentage of, of the total cost. And now, hey, you've got double the VRAM um, right. and like the 3090 has a beefier cooler. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's triple slot instead of dual slot, but it is a beefier cooler on the NVIDIA Founders Edition, at least. I mean, once you get into the third party, it's all, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, But you do get that beefier cooler, which is better. uh, Because I know in our testing and qualification of the 3080 Ti, like it's louder and it's hotter than any of the other cards. Because you're basically mm -hmm. taking a 3090 and giving it a 3080s cooler. So, like, yeah, it's going to be hotter. Because actually, here, let, let me go up to the top. we're kind of talking about price this is kind of this is how it it spreads out in terms of price um so it's like yeah it's a big jump to go to from the 3080 to the 3080 ti that's you know 500 sure but then from the 3080 ti to the 3090 it's only 300. it's kind of a little bit odd to me how they did that pricing i'm surprised they didn't make it like right at like 999 or something
3: yeah 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 i think it doesn't always give the accurate performance increase going from the 3080 to 3080 ti mm-hmm. for that price difference. You know, it's it's that one's a little strange, but if you are considering a 3090, it might not change your mind to just stick with a 3090. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's Again, 300 bucks.
3: Yeah. Hmm. You're like you're not saving that much. So
0: right. it's like an SSD. Yeah. yeah.
1: So right, what else, what else you got? Yeah, that's Premiere. The the only other one I looked at, because I didn't look at in the past. I've done a lot of stuff Photoshop? with like Photoshop and sometimes Lightroom. But I've just realized, like, well, Lightroom one is just like, no, I never really used the GPU all that much. Right. Um, and then Photoshop, it does. But man, our charts are always just like a flat line with the GPUs. Same same yeah. thing we were talking about before. Like, it's just not the bottleneck. So like, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, So I just I, I just skip. Photoshop this time because like ah those are my those are my favorite
0: boring articles
1: though <laughs> yeah where you have to tweet out about it put it on social yeah. media yeah is the 3080 ti faster no it's just all <laughs> the same <laughs> so I skipped it it's so a one paragraph um, article yeah yeah, yeah it, it probably should be l- links back to your.
0: 1070 article and then Houston comes back to us like, how come these articles aren't getting engagement guys?
1: It's because they're boring. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, it's good to do those tests. I think every once in a while. So I probably will like even in like Photoshop and Lightroom, you know, once every year or two or like every other application version, I think it's worth it because you never know what they're going to do and then not put in the patch notes like that happens all the time it's like, oh yeah, this wasn't in the update notes, but hey, surprise, like GPU acceleration is way faster. Come on, put in the update notes.
3: All right.
1: <clears throat> okay. Well, my, my last one um, is Resolve, which is way more on the GPU. Um, yeah. There's so many effects that are GPU accelerated. You need way more VRAM in Resolve, uh, to the point actually that the two gigs of VRAM um, isn't actually enough to make a difference in Resolve. Like in Premiere, it puts you right over that threshold if you're doing 8K. Mm-hmm. And Resolve, 10 gigs is plenty for 4K, uh, but you really need like 20 gigs of VRAM to do 8K. So wow. if you're going up to 8K, the 3080 Ti isn't going to cut it anyway. So you really would need the, the 3090 uh, performance wise. Uh, good performance month, though, over the 3080, yeah. um, just a little bit behind the 3090. So if you are doing like 4K work, mm-hmm. I don't know. You, you, you could you could argue just do the 3080 Ti, save a little bit of money uh and, and do it that way um i mean a lot of people with resolve when they get into high end systems they're gonna be putting multiple cards in uh and i'm not sure what we've qualified as far as multi GPU on 3080 ti. I bet we'll probably have to limit it to two cards since there's no lower think, styles.
3: Yeah. That's what I last I heard um Josh was leaning towards was limiting it to two.
1: Yeah, yeah. So 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 it's a a good card, solid card, fast um, again, not going to put you up into the 8K range because of the VRAM. But for like 4K stuff, it's very, very solid. It's a great card for this stuff. So That's really all my like hard numbers and and all that kind of jazz that at least I went through in my testing. Uh, I am curious to see what the 3070 Ti will do. Yeah, because it's. Same VRAM, right? It's still eight mm-hmm. gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really going to be really curious to see, like, is it going to be here? Is it going to be up here? <laughs> Where is it going to be? It, it could be a nice <laughs> enough card that, like, maybe we wouldn't even carry the 3070. We just do 3070 TI, 3080 TI. I, I don't know. <laughs> I always the talk- uh, the um,
3: core count is so minor over the 3070. I'm, I'm curious to see what it actually does.
1: Oh, yeah, I had it here. <sighs> But it's 0.07 gigahertz boost clock
3: higher. Whoa. Right? <laughs> it can make a little difference. So, yeah, I, that one I'm curious about because I don't understand it. And I want to see what it does. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, on same. paper, I don't understand it.
0: I want to get yeah. this. This is kind of a general question that we got um, from YouTube. Bassam asks, uh, what is missing for AMD
1: to beat NVIDIA? And uh, <laughs> I'd say probably Focus. Like they, they just, this kind of stuff is not their focus AMD uh, on the GPU side, they focus on gaming first and that's, that's really it. Um, yeah. I, I think if they really want to compete, they have to decide as a company, Hey, we want to compete in this market mm-hmm. and actually do all the development for it. Um, and they have to do a lot of work with OpenCL, I would say to make mm-hmm. it up to the same level as CUDA. Because uh, anytime I've talked to developers about GPU stuff, developers love CUDA. Like it's well-documented. It works. Uh, it's well-documented. I'll say that again. <laughs> hey, that's um, important. Uh, as, yeah, as, having dabbled
0: important. in software development a little bit myself, comment your code. And documentation <laughs> is super important. Think about the the person that's coming behind you, because that person's probably going to be you.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be so, you in a year, and you're gonna I don't remember any of it. Um, so that, I, I think OpenCL has got to make a big, big jump. Um, and it could actually not from AMD, but actually from Intel, because Intel's doing all their GPU stuff right now, and that's gonna that's all based on OpenCL. So if they do a lot better in developing OpenCL, then AMD could benefit too and that'll just raise all of it. But I mean, there's so much stuff out there, especially in content creation industries that are CUDA only, like mm-hmm. uh, a lot of rendering engines are just CUDA yeah. only. You know, none of my stuff is CUDA only, but man, it might as well be in some cases because AMD is just so far behind. Um, and I, yeah, it would take a lot of work, I think. Yeah, I think we yeah. skipped
3: most of the GPU rendering when we did the, the AMD cards because everything needed CUDA. Like there oh. just wasn't
2: a point. So yeah, that's the same way. And and HPC, uh, the one thing okay uh, about Matt, what you were saying about uh, the stuff from Intel, yeah, that's a big deal because Intel <coughs> is really, really, really pushing on their ecosystem, and and they're they have to have good uh, OpenCL support. So that will that just community effort there will boost AMD. Uh, the other thing is going to really boost AMD over the next couple years, but it's going to take some time, is the development because of the supercomputers going in that are AMD based. Sure, they do have a compute card. Um, what 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 is it? What's it called? Uh, Mi Mi 100. Okay. Uh, and that thing is purely compute, and that's going into what will be the fastest supercomputers in the United States, maybe in the world. Uh, one this year, and then another one, uh, 2023. Wow. Um, and they're exclusively AMD, so it's it's AMD uh, CPU and GPU. Wow. And the, that's a huge investment for the development community to make those things work great. So that will, that and that will, again, boost the OpenCL, and that'll trickle down probably to where, you know, other vendors will go, ooh, okay, well, if libraries get developed and stuff like that, that, yeah, we might get better support Cool. on that. But, man, N- NVIDIA is just, like, really nailed in there deep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the other thing with NVIDIA, too, is they've got a lot of features that are, NVIDIA only, um, especially yeah. what comes to my mind is like all the the tensor cores and stuff, all the stuff for AI and stuff so accelerating AI. Because man, AI is everywhere and all oh, these yeah, apps. Man. I don't think people realize how much stuff in like Photoshop is AI. Like, oh yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, and it's being more and more and more and more um like premiere pro has all this stuff about like audio ducking where like it can tell what's voice and what's music it can do all this other stuff like all that stuff is just going to grow and nvidia is on the forefront of you know anything ai related and so their stuff is just always going to work better with it and unless it, and amd makes a huge investment in it and, and I think that's just hard for AMD. Um, like, I don't know how big AMD really is compared to NVIDIA, but like, or they're like R&Ds, but it always feels like AMD is like the, you know, from behind on the GPU side. CPU, I think they're well up there. They're, they're yeah. AMD's in the lead on the CPU side, but on the GPU side, yeah. Well, I think on the GPU side,
3: at least for my stuff, for gaming and rendering, the big th- thing they have going right now is that they are the GPU inside the new Xbox and PlayStation. Oh, so yeah. they're mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. a lot of game development focus on their GPUs, yeah, which will help with real time stuff. Um, probably it's not going to help rendering a whole lot because that's still going to be CUDA based. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think that, that's going to help them. And I, I feel they're in a similar situation now with the GPUs as they were in the CPUs like a generation or two ago. Oh, sure. Where like, oh, that that, mm-hmm. that new GPU is good looking. It's doing good stuff. It's not quite the top yet, but it's a good option. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did with their CPUs. They got kind of good, got a little bit better, and then they eventually won everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so hopefully they can do the same thing with GPU. That'd be nice. I, yeah, I agree. I,
1: I'm still concerned about one supply I'm mm-hmm. like i know supply is bad for everything but like mm-hmm. we can get nvidia cards like we're keeping up with our orders on nvidia cards amd cards i've had a 6900 xt on our order list for since it launched and we still don't have one wow. and like, the only way to get yeah. one of those cards is to like have a bot or get very very lucky or mm-hmm. buy it for like three times markup from a scalper so like I, I feel like AMD, their manufacturing isn't keeping up. I'm I'm not sure why. I, I don't know. Um, and also the reliability and stability still always concerns me with AMD GPUs. Um, it, it's funny because like we don't sell them. I mean we can't get one. Um, so like we don't have any firsthand. But man, I'm on you know Reddit a lot on a ton of different you know content creation subreddits and you know, AMD. AMD subreddit and all that stuff and for how few cards I feel like there are out there in the wild, there's a lot of people posting problems and, and trying to find solutions for, you know, driver bugs, hardware stability things. So that has a big red flag for me from uh, AMD on the mm-hmm. uh, GPU side. Like, man, if, if your stuff isn't solid and it, you're kind of coming from behind,
2: it's going to be really hard for you. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. Dang.
2: well, we give them a couple of years. The, uh, yeah, it, uh, it could really change drastic, yeah. rat, you mm-hmm. know, a lot.
1: Oh yeah, first gen third Ripper was rough. <laughs> yeah, first gen Ripper was really rough, and yeah. now you know we're on what third gen, um, and it's mm-hmm. terrific. Really good. <laughs> I definitely hope we see a similar trajectory
0: with their GPUs that we have with um, their CPUs. And it it kind of feels like that, that that's kind of the like internal focus that they did was like, Hey, we're going to just double down on CPUs right now and nail this. And now that they're kind of on, kind of on the top of the heap, they can kind of just maybe slow down a little bit there and then focus on, uh, on graphics cards. I'm hoping that'd be really cool. I mean, even if they can just get
3: like on par, That'd be great. Just right. Comp- competition yeah. helps everybody. So,
1: yeah. yeah, which they are in gaming, and you know, which again, just yeah. like their their focus. And I would mm-hmm. say AMD is on par with NVIDIA, as long as you um, don't do ray tracing. Yeah, as long as you don't. <laughs> Aren't they starting they to do that do stuff FL with that FLSS? I mean, coming they right? have
3: ray tracing. It's just it's equivalent to last gen ray tracing on current gen hardware. So like it's just mm-hmm. slower. <laughs> so I mean, you already take a big hit enabling ray tracing on an NVIDIA card. But then yeah. you do it on the the um, AMD card, and you drop like a quarter of the frame rate. Like it just Thanks. tanks.
0: Wow. Ah, yeah.
3: So yeah, it, it does it, just not very well. But I mean, that's their first try. Like
0: yeah, what
3: Nvidia's first try wasn't great.
0: So. <laughs> All right, Kelly, what do, what do you got for us? All right, well, I we can start off with
3: rendering the. Mm-hmm. I mean what what did you expect it's 3090 with smaller ram um yeah as long as you don't need uh the the 24 gigs of vram to house your scene because that's Mm -hmm. that's the big thing for um for rendering especially high-end rendering if you have a scene that's that large like you there you just need to get the, the more vram Sure. Um, it takes quite a bit to use up 12 gigs. Um, okay. none of the benchmarks we have can use that. So wow. mainly cause that would, it would just be a massive download and like, oh. you know, redshift and octane and all them, they don't want to host a 20 gig download for everyone to try for the five video cards that are out there that support it. Okay. So that's octane. It's almost neck and neck. Then you go to redshift and it's three points behind the thirty ninety. Decent bump from the thirty eighty, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then V Ray in CUDA mode is pretty close. And then right. V Ray in oh wait, I had to go this way. In RTX mode is about huh. the same. So yeah, it's really is a 3090 just with lower VRAM. So you just have to ask yourself if you need the VRAM, get the 3090. If not, 3080 is kind of
0: an interesting option. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, How common would you say it is that somebody would need that the 24 gigs? Not super common,
3: but I mean, it's not hard to do. Okay. So it's not like some of it. It's not like limited to only to to um, to Pixar and them. Like you can right. do it at home, but
1: hmm. can't you also like get that if you're just not good at optimizing? Yeah. Like can't can you just Definitely. like oh yeah, I'll throw all this stuff in? I won't do best practices, and oh now I need way too much VRAM. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, that we actually see that a lot in Unreal. Um, hmm. When I get to that, that like. Hmm. That's what, especially Arcviz. not to call it all the architects out there, but um, some of the problems they have is because they're not optimizing things. Same thing with a virtual production. They're just throwing cinematic quality assets that they would use to render normally in, in Redshift, and then put it in a game engine. I'm like, why isn't it getting 60 frames per second? I don't understand. Because uh-huh. um, you have 5,000
1: buildings that are all right. full res in the skyline. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's like game developers spend months and have people dedicated to optimizing every single part of the game. Um, in fact, uh, Unreal has a built-in tool that you can like um, set up a path for an AI to take throughout your level, and it will take screenshots of various places of like this is where FPS drops and this is where this thing happens and it shows you what is causing the the problems and stuff. Oh, that's cool. um, because yeah, you got to spend time to to get good performance.
1: This might be jumping forward, but Unreal Five isn't mm-hmm. that like something baked in, where like as you zoom out or whatever, it switches to yeah. lower quality automatically. Yeah, that's that's blowing
3: my mind right now because yeah. so it's called Nanite is the system that they um, created, and basically it's downresing a, a model as it zooms away, so that way a triangle never gets smaller than a pixel. Hmm. Because that way, it's just basically wasted information Then, if you have two triangles within a pixel, like you can't render a difference anyway. So um, and it's just doing it in real time as it moves. And like when I was in a game development studio, like we spent days and days for every object we made, like making different LOD states for like, once it gets this far away from the camera, then you switch to this model. Once it gets this far away, then you switch to this model and having to create all those by hand and create new textures for those that are lower resolution. And wow. now it's just doing it, it's, it's wild. So yeah, that Unreal 5 to be a huge game changer. That's but the sure.
0: demo of them flying through like the um, asteroid field, right? No. Oh. Oh. Okay,
1: that's the one where like they're they're like uh it's like ruins or something like desert ruins. Yeah, it's like in a like a desert slot canyon type. Yeah, uh, some, like The magic thing. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I mean, I can bring it up and play it if we really wanted to. We'll see where we get. In, uh, um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah so, that'll
0: be fun. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah we, and we need to, and that'll
1: lower VRAM requirements, right? Or is it still gonna have know. to keep all the assets
3: in VRAM? It, yeah, it still has to keep all the assets in VRAM. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to work, actually, now that you asked yeah. that, because I'm assuming it's going to have to keep the base file, at least because it's not going to create a separate
1: file. So it might actually make it worse because people are going to become lazy. Right. And, oh, yeah, from performance-wise, it, it it'll handle it all. Yeah, so you one of the
3: keys is in a game engine is to create instances of things where it's basically a duplicate. So you have one object, and then you create multiple instances where it's the same mm-hmm. object. So it only has to load that object into VRAM once and then just mm-hmm. displays it multiple times. That's something that a lot of, like, um, if you don't do it correctly, now you have 30 copies of the object instead of one copy, and yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can, there's still gonna be a way that you can screw it up.
2: <laughs> yeah, Kelly. Since uh, uh, after listening to you talk about the, the game dev and especially the LOD, the level of detail, uh-huh. now whenever I'm gaming, I, I, I see when I'm moving through scenes and stuff, you watch those textures change. Yep. Yeah. I never really, I never really noticed it before. Yeah. Or like, oh, that's
3: what's going on. Or you'll see, like when you look at the the ground especially on ground, it happens a lot. Yeah. Um, you'll see like at a certain distance, it kind of, there's a line and it kind of changes to look a little different. And then a little further out, there's another line that changes. That's a system called mint mapping where basically you have like a 1024 texture by 1024. That's your texture. And then when you generate a mint map, it creates a 512 version and actually sets that off to the side of this time texture and then a 256 version and then a 128 version. And you, so you, you're, Final image is this chain of different resolutions, <laughs> and then if the engine looks at how far away it is and picks that section of the texture to render, so that way it's not wasting pixels that are further on that helps prevent, like the more effect and a bunch of other
1: stuff. Well, and the goal is to have it rendered before you notice it. But mm-hmm. that doesn't always happen. Like, yeah, I know it's um, another thing
2: to look for. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> isn't that like a major uh, strategy in a lot of speed, speed running uh, where they get glitches, where they go so fast that it mm-hmm. can't load in the net, the model in time. So they, that's how they like glitch through walls and stuff is like, if the wall's not there, it can't yep. stop me. Yep.
3: Yeah, because it's trying to pull everything in at the right time. And yeah, if you can move fast enough, then you'll see it pop in or you can get past it before it pops in. So you need a slow computer to do speedrun so you can go <laughs> through walls before they're there. Yep. Or um, what was the other thing I was going to say about that? I totally forgot. Oh, the other thing you will see is um, uh, shadows and like um, ambient inclusion, like the little... when. Things are kind of at an angle, and it kind of darkens where they are, where they're meeting. Um, you'll see that drop off at a certain distance. They'll only calculate that within a certain radius of the player, so that way they're not trying to calculate shadows that are, you know, eight hundred miles away uh, just because okay. you can see it. But anyway, so talking about Unreal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this time around, I kind of <clears throat> I'm working on creating separate uh, scoring system for. Game Dev versus Arcviz versus virtual production. Mm-hmm. That's still, I feel, kind of lumping too much stuff together, but kind <laughs> of have to get
1: You got to lump stuff together at some point. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Yeah.
3: like Game Dev, are you making iPhone game or are you making Call of Duty? Like it's not the same thing, but whatever. Um, so for Game Dev, 3090 is... Lining up like you saw with every other benchmark, it's really close to the, or the 3080 Ti, is really close to the 3090, um, about 10% faster than the 3080. Um, so, yeah, for game dev, they don't usually go with a whole lot of VRAM um, because <laughs> if your game needs 24 gigs of VRAM, then your target audience is very small. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, the, the, the VRAM's guys, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> if you can only sell to people that have a 3090, then you're going to get 100 sales maybe. Um, so now we go to ArcViz. Ooh. We start to see a bigger gap. A mm-hmm. uh, like, bigger gap between the 3080 and the 3080 Ti and a bigger gap between the 3080 Ti and the 3090. Mm-hmm. And that's because the, um, the scenes that I'm using for this um, one of the scenes is over 12 gigs. One of them is about 10 and a half gigs of VRAM mm-hmm. usage. So that's giving a bit of an edge. Um, to the the 3080 ti because it has just enough vram that it's not having the same penalty the 3080 is
0: Hmm.
3: um arcviz uses a lot of vram that's like their number one thing because they're throwing in just massive textures um they're usually doing they're not usually doing um ray tracing they're usually baking all their lighting okay um which is like calculating the lighting and putting it into a new texture that then applied on top of the base texture, kind of like a multiply layer in Photoshop. Um, Then they'll bake those at like extremely high resolutions and um, not reuse them. In game dev, you usually reuse the light maps, um, so you have less of them being rendered and you usually make them really small. Um, So yeah, all that stuff means that they're using a lot of VRAM. So that's why you're seeing a big gap there. Um, And then virtual production, this one, it, the gap's not as big, and that's because virtual production has a bigger range of use cases. Oh, okay. It could be like um, a lot of the live production, like someone standing on a stage doing a presentation. Mm-hmm. There's very little geometry in the scene, very little texture usage, so it doesn't take a whole lot of, of data. And then you have the Mandalorian, which needs huge amounts of ERAM. So it kind of, the scores are bouncing out there, because there's one scene that takes no VRAM or it takes like two gigs. Another one that takes 20. Um, so then here's this, a graph I made just of just the high VRAM usage stuff. Um, so if you're... Um, this scene uses... See, at, a, at 1080p, it uses about 15 gigs of RAM, of VRAM. Okay. And at 4K, it's about 20... Just over 20 gigs of VRAM wow. while this is running, um, and there's like spikes depending on the angle of the camera and stuff, and how much stuff's on screen at the time. Wow. Um, because each of these is like a one minute like fly through of uh, level. Oh, okay. That's how I and I average the frame rate over that whole time. Does it get the um, what the score is? So yeah, as you can see in Unreal, VRAM makes a huge impact if if you're going high VRAM. Like you really need to get the the 3090. And you can actually see the 3060 actually has a pretty big jump up over the 3070 because yeah. of its 12 gig VRAM. Like it's just enough uh-huh. that it actually uh, does pretty well. And uh,
1: even though the performance of that card is quite a bit below 3060 Ti.
3: Yeah, but that that VRAM was just enough to help it out. Wow. Um. So yeah, but if you're if you're looking at like uh, the Mandalorian type workflow you're gonna to want to well you're probably gonna want a quadro but you're gonna want a 3090
1: yeah i mean if you're doing mandalorian stuff you, you've got the budget that like <laughs> yeah you're gonna be getting whatever the highest end stuff is yeah, yeah.
3: you're gonna i mean you need you're gonna need quadro just for the sync anyways and um all that kind of stuff yeah i thought this was pretty interesting because this is the first time i've gotten to like be able to single out VRAM usage on a yeah, scene. That was a lot of work to get that.
0: It's kind of remarkable to see uh, just how much of an effect that having the mm-hmm. that VRAM available makes. That's really kind of shocking. Because
1: what does it have to do if you don't have enough? Because like you said, one of the scenes is 20 gigs of VRAM, yet mm-hmm. you're running it on an eight gig card. Does that just mean it has to delete unused or delete stuff that's not being actively used and no, then have to reload it next time?
3: It uh, overflows into the um, shared memory with the the system ram oh, okay so, it'll so system RAM. yeah that's why Raps. it keeps going but the performance drops so much is yeah. because now mm-hmm. it's having to go back and forth between system ram through the cpu and that just is a huge slowdown
1: oh, i see so um, th- that's also probably one of the situations where like pcie 4 is actually beneficial mm-hmm. because because it's having to go across so much probably i would mm-hmm. imagine
3: yeah. yeah that'd be an interesting thing to test with uh i could throw this on a um an older system and see what it does around. Uh, you, sh- you should system. be able to
1: limit the PCI agent in the BIOS. That's true. I could just you can yeah. also use the, the whole uh, the sticky sticky note method I've used for uh, changing oh, the yeah. number of lanes. Make to like count it the dull. pins and cover the pins. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember doing something like that. It works. X8. It works. Yeah.
3: But yeah. So unreal. It's if you don't use the VRAM, it's basically a, a 3090. If you do use it, then there's no replacing the 3090. Wow. Oh, and then the other thing I should mention, (laughs) oh, if anyone is considering this and might be using higher VRAM, uh, we did experience some stability problems with the 3080 Ti. And we're not sure why. We've um, been in contact with NVIDIA and sent them my scene and everything for them to look at. Um, But the exact same system with the 3080, 3060, 3060 Ti, whatever, ran fine. But you put the 3080 Ti in and it would crash. So we're not sure why weird yeah i think is a driver the drivers are
1: weird for this
3: yeah one. that's the other thing we should probably mention is that the driver is really weird so the driver for the 3080 ti and the 3070 ti uh, when you look it up it just it only lists as supported hardware it only lists the 3080 ti 3080 3070 ti 3070 3060 and 3060 ti it does not oh, list 90. the 3090 and it doesn't list anything older than the 30 series card so the 3090 is on one driver, and then the 3080 Ti is on a different driver. Um, yeah, that sounds
1: crazy. like it's not a fully developed. Yeah.
3: Driver yeah huh. Uh,
0: I don't know enough about how drivers work, but why would why would they have to do that?
1: I, I mean, it's it's not unusual for a launch driver to only support like a few cards, mm-hmm. but it is unusual that it supports everything but one.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: And that's and only the and the one that's basically the same card.
3: And it's only the studio driver. The GeForce driver supports everything, or the game oh. ready driver. Okay. Um, okay. But it's the game ready driver still has the same stability problem. It still would crash. Oh. Um, and I'm not sure why, because I mean, it sounds like driver, obviously, but it's probably driver specific to that card because that driver with a 3080 would run fine yeah huh. with that driver the 38 ti so i think it's just they're not done with that
1: at least okay. hopefully <laughs> yeah. uh hopefully it's not like the vrams overheating because i mean you guys check temperatures and everything and like mm-hmm. vram runs hot these days yeah but yeah. it wasn't any hotter than anything else so
3: yeah i think it got to like 70 something c when it crashed yeah. um that's not pretty okay yeah it it only crashes like maybe I think it's about 35 40 seconds after the scene starts that it crashes. Mm. So like mm. it hasn't had a lot of time to heat up.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it's just a launch bug. Yeah. Launch yeah. bugs are not unusual. They, yeah, a little bit strange on something like this. That's just like a you know a bump in, in mm. specs, not something new. But yeah. Launch day bugs are yeah. Not unusual.
3: But I mean if you're if you're thinking about using high vram then you should be looking at the 3090 anyways it's only three dollars more and you're gonna right. get I mean look at the chart you're gonna get way that's, better performance for that price like yeah but if you're
1: not I mean you can get one yeah true <laughs> yeah. I mean take what you can get really yeah <laughs> Buy we actually have supply, so we actually can get people to 3090s. because are we selling 38 tis yet I don't remember if it's past qualification yet uh, I don't know if they're on the website yet. Yeah, they might not be oh, because, because w- how I guess for people watching, like how it usually goes is labs, we get like first dibs on the cards. Cause we need to figure out like, where is this worth qualifying up for and everything like that. And then our qualification team look at it from like noise thermals. What do we have to do in order to like, actually put it in our systems? Mm-hmm. So I think it's still in that section for us. Yeah, I wouldn't be
3: surprised if they're still looking at thermals with how hot it is and like how many can we do
1: can all that Yeah, uh, I know we already have a few cards in inventory, so as soon mm-hmm. as they pass qualification, we'll be able to get them in. Nice.
0: Nice. Is that the last bit for you, Kelly? That's it for me. All right. How about you, Don? What have you got for us? This will be this will be kind of like brand new, right? Because I don't I don't think you've put any articles out for
2: Graphics. No, I, I haven't no, I'm still testing the thing. Yeah, I just I just uh, started my testing uh, this week. And I'm yeah, I'm refreshing stuff. Um, it looks pretty interesting and, and Kelly, thanks for putting that up. We're showing the the memory difference because i didn't really show anything where that really stood out but yeah the thing with the memory when it makes a difference it makes a big difference Mm -hmm. and you know in the uh the scientific stuff um when you run out of memory it's just heartbreaking that oom error you know Mm -hmm. and and also for the ai stuff the machine learning stuff it uh If you look historically at a lot of the models and stuff like that, especially like with the image training and stuff like that, they use these really fairly small images. And part of that, the reason behind all that historically is just that GPUs didn't have a lot of memory. So if you're trying to do something like you're you're looking at maybe medical images, 3D images, you had to jump through a lot of hoops in order to deal with the the lack of memory, um, so when it makes a difference when it's a when it is a showstopper, it's really a showstopper, and mm-hmm. it can make a big difference. And uh, yeah. it's also interesting because that memory is very expensive, mm-hmm. and so like that doubling in in um, of the memory up to the uh, thirty ninety, I would have expected. I would expect that price gap in there to be bigger than what it is that three hundred bucks mm-hmm. or whatever oh. but twelve gigs is a pretty nice spot hmm. it's it's pretty it's pretty reasonable for a lot of stuff. so. Yeah, I think it's a good card. I'm I'm pretty much in agreement with everybody else that you know it's essentially like a, a 3090 with less memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some differences in here, and that's pretty subtle stuff too. Uh, the on the Linux side, I all my stuff's in Linux. Mm-hmm.
0: So,
2: and on the Linux uh, driver side, uh, latest NVIDIA driver um, 465, something like that. Um, the 3080 Ti, and that's a Recent, I mean, that's just very recent. It still comes up as graphics device. <laughs> it it does, it's not reading the the idea of, uh, oh, wow. from the the GPU yet, uh, but it worked fine. And in fact, it, in a way, it was even better. And I didn't have any. Um, I didn't run into any problems with it uh, on the driver side as far. But you know, I'm. It, this was just pure compute that I did. Okay, so. Um, yeah, you want to put the stuff up here. I can go through this. Does my mouse show up? Oh, it doesn't. Dern. Um, yeah, okay. That. Just so ev- uh, everybody knows, I'm the scientific computing advisor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, scientific computing, you know, hardcore number crunching and, you know, uh, molecular dynamics, quantum chemistry, uh, machine learning, AI, all that, that kind of stuff is what what I look at. Um, so, I'm looking at it as a compute device, not as a. I, I don't, the system I test on doesn't even have uh, a GUI. Oh. Okay, so it's, it's, this is all just compute. Um, but the first thing, and probably the, probably the, of most interest really is, um, you know, how is it for uh, machine learning kind of mm-hmm, workloads? Mm-hmm. Because that's, I mean, GPUs drove that whole thing forward. Oh, yeah. You know i mean the mlai revolution would not have happened without nvidia gpus um this chart i wanted to put this up okay because because uh, for a couple reasons the the um the green okay the the, the two green are the 3080 ti and the 3090 All right and the, this first uh, benchmark is uh, a residual network uh 50 layer uh, resnet um, it's a it's a good model. It's a good standard for a benchmark um, And this is basically uh, Just grinding through images per second. This is some a convolutional neural network for uh, usually uh, used for um, image classification Okay um, It's a good this is your, general. This is your classic
0: what is a fire hydrant look like kind of thing?
2: Yeah, or I mean it's yeah yeah, it, it's a it's a good network. It's a, a it's a good model, uh, and it's fairly beefy. Um, and uh, but uh, I I kind of wanted to illustrate the the, and you, and here you can see the you know from what I was running, um, the the little numbers in the parentheses are the batch mm-hmm. size, okay. and a lot of times the batch size makes uh, a bigger difference. Um, I'm actually going to redo the 3090 stuff a little bit, so that I'm the those numbers may be a little bit, a little bit bigger by the time I publish this. Oh, okay. Um, but I have to wait to get back on the system because it's down right now. <laughs> um, but uh, so you can you can see there kind of a relative performance, um, and just as far as like kind of where this fits and things, the 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 2080 Ti. Was venerable. I mean, that was yeah. like a standard GPU, and a huge amount of work has been done on those. And so, if yeah, I've got down there at the bottom, uh, I've got uh, a little bit older result on a 2080 Ti, mm-hmm. um, and y- you can see how much difference it. You know, the the newer GPUs. So, like a 3080 Ti is a great replacement for it for a um, a 2080 Ti based. Uh, yeah. machine learning uh, uh, dev platform, uh, you could put four 2080 Ti's in a box without a problem, right. and you're not going to be able to do that. The thing is, it's what uh, Matt, is this like 320 watts or something like that?
1: Um, it Sounds great. Right. 350. Yeah, it, it's equal
0: to the 3090. It, is it in the same? chart? In the,
1: the, oh, I thought it was
2: even in the chart less, that Matt was,
0: was that. showing. It's
1: 350. Well, I remember, oh. two TDP is...
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Larger,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right.
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's man, these things are performing because they're just like really juicing them. Um, and they don't need to, they could they could, cl- they, could they could power these things down and you only lose a few percentage. Uh, and I, I know that for a fact, right? You've done that, yeah. Uh, I've done that,
1: <laughs> yeah. They've, they've um, just gone the direction of throttling when things get too hot rather yeah, than, yeah, yeah. It's so the same way CPUs have done it too, like you're. Boost clocks are not sustained; they are short term, mm-hmm. and it's expected that it will go down. Like it's it's abnormal to be able to keep these things up. And it, same thing with GPUs.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's annoying. Um, the 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 thing that I want to point I, I want to point out here on this on this chart is okay. I'm, you, you know, we're looking at a GeForce card, which is you know your bread and butter uh, gaming card, really good for applications that have gpu acceleration like you know what we've all been looking at but nvidia makes a killer compute card the oh, yeah. a100 you know that what used to be called a tesla mm-hmm. uh, th- that's only for compute there's no video output on it it's a passively cooled car so it's got to go in a in a rack you know or have some special kind of cooling um but you can you can see that yeah those things are just killer and I've got all the way up there to four A100s and uh, insane performance they're very very expensive oh yeah um you know I don't even know ten twelve thousand dollars who something like that I'm not even sure maybe maybe not that much and and those are forty gigabyte cards by the way uh, so. You know, so memory becomes and there's an 80 gigabyte version of it. Um so that that's a whole different ball game. And that's what's good that's what you find in uh GPU accelerated supercomputers. Um but uh but man, uh the GeForce cards, 3080 Ti, whatever, that would be a great card for a machine learning rig.
1: So uh the that A one thousand A one hundred, I just tried to look it up uh msrp is twenty four thousand dollars.
2: oh no way <laughs> a little more than is 10. That, is that the eight, that's got to be the 80 right uh no it's 40 gig oh my oh my goodness okay i i whoa okay
1: i could only find it in one place
2: yeah but... i think that's probably not what we would be selling them oh, for wait. maybe this well oh, this probably says 12.
1: i don't know maybe that first listing was wrong so maybe yeah. it's like uh, yeah, I
0: think, I think 24 12,
2: seems
1: like
0: a lot. I feel like between twelve yeah. five and and maybe twenty, yeah,
1: depending
2: on. Yeah, I think if you if you through. can get them, it's probably yeah. close to twelve.
1: CD, CDW is trying to sell them for twenty four.
2: Oh man, you know, okay, you well, you we know how this stuff is going right now, right? Oh, that's insane. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're, they're pricey, but man, are they great. And for some things, they're insanely great. But you can buy um,
1: 20, 30, 80s. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Matt, that's the
2: whole thing. Right, that's crazy. That's why NVIDIA was so successful, is because this desktop GPU turned out to be killer for compute, and it was perfect for machine learning. And, and and that's what that's what caused the whole thing to to explode and go forward, and that's why Nvidia is in the place they are. So, they don't really like you doing compute on on GeForce, and they might take offense to me mixing uh, a chart that's showing the. But they should be happy to see that A100 up there because it's yeah. insanely great. I mean, it's like oh, double double yeah, a, it's one, all one to one. It's, it's insanely great. Amazing. Wait until you wait <laughs> I like, get down the chart a little bit. Um, but but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, you know, this is reality. So many people have done, have learned machine learning AI stuff on cheap GeForce card. Yeah. I mean, it would not have happened without it. So, uh, yeah, it's really important. Uh, the next benchmark here, and this one is definitely needs to be. Uh, repeated. I would have done that like yesterday, but the machines are down because of some uh, electrical work being done in labs. Um, but the, the 3090 will do better than this. Uh, this is the, the FP16. This is the, mm-hmm. the half precision. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where tensor cores come in, uh, standard tensor cores uh, come in on, uh, on like the GeForce GPUs. Okay. Um, they're lower precision but they offer way more performance. Um, you, okay, you know, this is like 12, um, you know, this is like 1.2 uh, teraflops. Well, it, um, it's not teraflops. It, it's it images per second, okay? Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's more than double what it was in the single precision, the FP32. Which makes sense. So this is right? Tensor Cores kicking in, and it makes... But that's, uh, that's a really, really nice thing, a nice feature in the, the uh, NVIDIA GPUs. Um, and you can, a lot of stuff you can get away with this uh, FP16, with this half precision in certain parts of um, a calculation. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if if you lose too much precision, things can blow up. Okay, oh. you just they they either underflow or overflow, or they just get so much accumulated error that they're garbage. Um, but at, but Nvidia has done a lot of work on mixed precision, mm-hmm. so you can have lower precision where you can get away with it, and then you have high uh, Higher precision, where the those errors become more critical. Uh, so yeah, Nvidia's ecosystem for compute is tremendous.
0: It's weird to see the thirty ninety. Turning in a number less than the thirty-eighty Ti. Yeah, I,
2: that, I, that's uh, that's one that I need to repeat. Okay. Yeah, this chart I just put these up here so I had had um, you know I could show show this stuff. These are not final Let results. Wow. Yeah, and I'm uh, I want to make sure uh, I want all of this stuff to be um, on um, on the same. I'm using uh, Nvidia's NGC uh, containers for this. This is a TensorFlow. Uh, that's nvidia's latest uh, ngc container and i need to redo that 3090 on with that container and uh at that uh batch size ah, okay okay so that yeah that number is a little bit deceptive it it, it will be uh, uh but it's just for this size it, it's it's fine the extra memory is not really being utilized. It's not uh, going to make that much difference in here.
0: Oh, OK. Fact, okay.
2: On this, a lot of times, I see if I increase that batch size much more than this, then it, it doesn't improve uh, performance on 30, 3090 for some reason. Hmm. It, it really does on the A100. It makes a big difference. <laughs> okay. um, but anyway, so that, that's what's going on there. So that's kind of the machine learning AI stuff. It's a great card. 30 3080 Ti. Yeah, if 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 you're looking at that, totally recommend it. And and like Matt said, you know, that and that extra and, and Kelly, you know, that extra two gigabytes over the 3080, yeah, that's that's nice, man. That that opens, it's you wouldn't think that it would make so much difference, but it really that little bit of extra is so many times it's like what you need. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, good card. I, um, pretty impressed with it. Uh, now here, this one. Okay. I, uh, I love this one. <laughs> okay. Because this is a GeForce card. Um, uh, G-force cards historically do not have good double precision. FP64. That's the standard for scientific computing. CPUs, uh, Default for scientific for any kind of like, you know, engineering scientifics that they the it's default to use double precision. OK, that's uh, um, that 64 bit uh, floating point. Um, and this is a, the Linpack. This is solving a big system of linear equations. So this is pure numerical linear algebra. It's the bread and butter of what happens for almost all it. <laughs> AI stuff does the same kind of calculations, okay, um, and uh, but they usually don't need the double precision, right? Okay. But scientific work a lot of times, yeah, that's a social number. It's kept people from uh, diving into GPUs uh, er- early on because it was just like not possible to do the, the level of calculations that needed to be done on the GPU because you could not do it in single precision. Mm. Um, but um, That's what NVIDIA's compute cards are insanely great for. And that's why you see those crazy supercomputer performance numbers, because the the HPL LINPACK is what the top 500 supercomputers are generally. That's their principal ranking number is is the performance there and this number up here is 41 teraflops that's 41 trillion operations per second okay um, that's for the A100s and you notice that scales really well too right yeah. um the the Titan V on here I should point that out that was Volta mm-hmm. Volta was another Nvidia compute card that they really they only made one GeForce card Mm-hmm. That was the Titan V uh, The and there's o- there was only two cards that have active cooling the Titan V and the uh, quadro GV 100 uh-huh. um, And uh, but their Volta compute is like really really good um, And so this Titan V cut it's you can see how really good it is, but you can also see uh, That's two of them right there that right. that first um, uh, Titan V number. Um, and, uh, yeah. And one A100 is significantly more than better than that two Titan Vs. I mean, that Um, Titan V is pretty old now. Was it like five years old? It's back there, but man, the, the voltage GPUs are still cranking. I mean, Uh, mean, you go those scores. It's crazy. Yeah. They're, they're, they're good. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a good car, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, the new stuff is so much better. every, uh, when NVIDIA does a new compute GPU release, they've been doubling it every time. I mean, it's just insane how mm-hmm. they can keep doing that. It's crazy. Um, but you go down, you go down the chart, you get you get down to uh, kind of this first kind of, uh, I wish you could see my mouse, but, um, oh, crutch! Oh, there it is. Oh, oh, hey, so that worked. Oh, good, saw good. I
0: saw the finger at least for a second there. Oh, that's all right.
2: Uh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, the uh, there's uh, dual Z on there are really great, the best uh CPU system I've ever tested, and it's about three teraflops. Hmm. Okay, so you see why GPU acceleration is so so important in in uh, uh high performance computing. Yeah, uh, it's harder to do. Okay, this is not, it's not, uh, you know, CPUs are are. Great, right. okay? Um, but the, yeah, when you can get GPUs cranking on your code, you can just, it can be stunning, the performance. Uh, but yeah, you go down, 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 you get down to uh, more CPU stuff, and you get down to these two little green bars down here, and that's the thirty 3080 Ti and the 3090, and they're both about the same, and their performance on for double precision is like it way down there okay it drops down crazy um and that's that's just traditional they just don't put those resources on those chips the, uh that's the chip the GPU itself is GA102 uh, on those GPUs the 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 A100 is on the GA100 uh GPU and it it's completely different there's a huge number of features on the the uh, GA100 that there's it's not like the the others at all. Uh, but you can see that that's down in the performance of more like a you know an eight or twelve core uh, CPU, yeah. which is not bad really if you think about it. Okay, because now you've got that extra stuff there. Um, but anyway, so so that's like scientific. Compute, oh man, this thing, oh, that's why it did that. Okay, there we go. Um, uh, There, okay, now there's another one very related to this, but this is that lower, oh man, we're over, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're over Uh, time. Lightning round. Okay, lightning round. (laughs) Uh, The the, uh, HPL AI is lower precision version of that same benchmark. Uh-huh. okay and they've recently added this into supercomputer testing because machine learning is becoming very important on supercomputers right And when you do this you see these numbers go way up down here. This is now 15 uh, 15 teraflops on that 3080TI uh, yeah okay um, compared to 500 right on the double precision okay so so, so yeah, the single precision on these these GPUs is great, uh, but of course the A100 is like you know blows it away. I have a zero there for one, um, and I have a special note here on the 3090 because um, those actually failed r- uh, residual error tests when I mm-hmm. first tested them. If I run the 3090 at this with the same problem size as I did the 3080 Ti, it's about the same. But if I make the problem bigger. Which usually increases performance drastically on GPUs. Mm-hmm. The uh, 3090 it gave garbage. Weird. It gave, yeah, yeah, uh, and that's what happened on the A100 single A100. The 3090 did the same thing, with the 3080 Ti, no problem. It ranked. It did gave a good result at single precision on that benchmark. Weird. Okay, so that was that was kind of cool. <sighs> uh yeah the last thing here is to uh look at memory performance this is again a, one of the big deals for gpus but that sounded like ludo no <laughs> okay
0: there's an airplane was...
2: going over oh okay sorry uh, <laughs> uh the uh <laughs> But anyway, here, here again, you, the uh, memory performance on GPUs is killer. Uh, HPCG is the classic benchmark for memory-bound code. And you can see how much better these little teeny bars down towards the bottom are, um, are CPUs. Okay, um, the GPU uh, uh gddr memory is just fantastic it's really really fast and uh uh again but the the 3080 ti has got the same gdr6 uh gddr6 x like extra good right um as the as the 3090 uh, and so the perf- memory performance is really about the same and it's very good uh it's not again it's not in the same class as the a100 but really excellent so that's computing on this thing yay right on all right awesome well
0: i feel like from our angle the 3080 ti isn't as bad as the enthusiast Sort of industry kind of made it out to be. I saw a lot of uh, YouTube titles and stuff about like how oh, 3080 Ti is a piece of tr- piece of trash, this is garbage. Don't waste your time. And it oh, seems God. like at least for what we're what we're aiming for for the the folks who uh, tend to be your surrounding our content, uh, it's not that bad. It, it doesn't, I think I, yeah, there was I, some,
3: I, I, I think there's some debate on should they have released another GPU when they are still having such trouble yeah. with the other GPUs? Yeah, that sure. hurts the enthusiast a lot,
1: like just keep making I, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but this could totally just be, you've been 3090s. It probably is, I, it's 3090s I, that didn't make it. In the past, they would have called it a 3080 and and sold it. Now they realize like oh we can actually get a little bit more out of it so we'll call it a 3080 Ti. I bet it's not affecting total GPU count well, at
3: all. Also like there is a, a VRAM shortage. Yeah. Just like you never know, the chip. And if they can take slightly slower 3090s and make two of them instead of one of the 3090s like yeah, yeah, yeah. that helps. Yeah. So like
0: like when Intel released a bunch of new SKUs with uh they like disabled the integrated graphics but it's still basically yeah. you know a high-end cpu yeah or
1: there's the ten eight fifty k instead of the ten nine hundred. yeah um, it's just ones that didn't quite make it but they don't want to bend it all the way down to the lower end model so let's put it in this in between you know and let people get it it just gives people more performance i, I do think it is priced a bit high yeah um yeah. i think for so what too. it is i, I right, would yeah. yeah i would love if it was right in between 3080 and 3090 rather than being five hundred dollars more than five than the thirty eighty and three hundred dollars less than thirty ninety. It'd be nice if it was just right that 400 400
3: Yeah. But yeah. Or even three hundred then five hundred because yeah. Like the only people that yeah. need the twenty four yeah. are high end content creators or um machine learning things like you you're buying thousand you know ten thousand dollar systems those are the only people that really need it um, yeah so i, yeah, I don't know yeah. the pricing is a little weird
1: yeah but yeah. If, if they were like spinning up new fab and like completely making new things just to release the 3080 ti yeah it'd be stupid but mm-hmm. since it's just taking failed thirty nineties and binning it like it's not wasting anything it's not it's it's there's nothing there's no cost to it except i guess suppose uh in the past it would have become a 3080 that people could get for cheaper i suppose but yeah it's just you know, which way to yeah. put it
2: and i think if, the memory thing is is an issue like kelly was saying and yeah. and 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 it you know hopefully that this will actually just increase the supply of gpus that are available yeah that would be like great right <laughs> um so you know that's let's hope that that's that that's what the, the result is
3: yeah. And in theory, wow. this is supposed to have that hash rate limiter. So it oh, right, shouldn't right. be as oh, desirable okay. to cryptocurrency so, miners. Yeah, we'll see know. if that actually is true or not. Hmm. And if if it is true, then that should help these get to gamers versus crypto. So uh, we'll see. Like uh, Yeah,
1: I'm so was, open. Like a lot was, of the mining stuff, they're supposed to be moving to proof of stake. But, you know, until yeah. they all do, they'll just switch over what they're mining from Ethereum to Bitcoin or whatever. Yeah right
2: yeah uh the uh, my, that was my conclusion was that uh, it, that save these cars, save the 3080 ti for the gamers and get yourself a 3090 you know i mean go ahead i mean if you're at that level then yeah you probably want to go ahead and then you've got that extra memory because when you need it is a big big deal so that yeah. was kind of that was kind of my bottom you know it's like yeah um But still, it's like whatever you can get.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) So.
3: Awesome. I have a lot of people in the virtual production community who are buying A5000s mm -hmm. because they can actually find those cheaper than 3090s right now.
1: Wow, that's crazy. Like if you're trying to buy them on on the third market. Yeah. Because an A5000 is equivalent to like a. 3080 3080
3: but with the uh, yeah. 24 gigs of VRAM. The VRAM, yeah. yeah. So for virtual production they're like, yeah, it's well, it's fine. Like we'll use that. We need the VRAM more than the everything else. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, okay. I think that'll be. Real, well, oh, one quick,
1: more thing. Like, someone, go ahead. Yeah, I saw someone asked a question about power, power draw, and like, oh, are we concerned about power draw and everything? like, are we going to have to start liquid cooling stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. Can you yeah, share yeah. my screen
0: real quick? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, I'll pop up that question real quick before we go. So, um, Rakesh uh, asked if the VRAM size and heat keeps going
1: up, will it become a necessity to water cool GPUs in the future? uh Yeah. And with you don't remember probably this card, the thirty ninety X two from AMD, that had four eight pin powers, and the power draw, the wattage was five hundred and eighty watts. Oh my god! So Jeez. this is not this is not the highest we've ever been before because this was back in twenty fifteen, and back then we also had the Titan Z that was like actually no I it up didn't I. That was 375 watts, so even that was higher. That was in the days of they would put two chips on a GPU and it was basically dual GPU on a single card. And we didn't have to liquid cool those. So we probably have room. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah. air cooling is actually really can be really, really effective. Yeah, those
1: those cards were just nuts, but really doesn't look that much different than like the modern cards we're using. No,
3: isn't that crazy? So the the 3090, part of the reason that it's VRAM gets so hot is that half the VRAM is on the back of the cart. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. only being cooled by the back plate, not by active cooling from the fans. And it's yeah. still, it's hot, but it's not crazy. So
1: I, I just love, I just love this. <laughs> just, yeah,
3: that's i that's have crazy. four
1: 8-pins. <laughs> All right. All right. Sorry.
0: No, nah, that's all right. That's great. Great. <laughs> Um uh, uh, I'm. I'm gonna have to draw a hard line here. I know we did get. We did get one more question in here toward the end, but um. So I'll say, perverted angel mark. Um, hit up Don on Twitter, and uh, we can we'll cover that question there. Uh, but thank you guys, everybody, uh, for for taking the time out of the day and joining us today. This will be this kind of an interesting um. I mean, it's just another another like step along a very interesting path that we've been on uh, for geez, like a year now, year plus. So, uh, thank you guys for sharing your your results with us today, Uh, and uh, thanks to the audience as well for joining us and sticking around. And uh, yeah, if you guys have anything else you want to say, no, yeah, then we'll just say goodbye. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Uh, tune in uh, uh, every Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific. We do this sort of thing with uh, internal and external experts. And, uh, you know, we'll keep doing it. As long as you keep watching, we'll keep streaming. So we'll see you all next time. Yeah. Bye. See you. Bye.